Ready? Yes. Okay, so it is Monday, September 28th, 2020, and I'm on the phone with Alicia Vesey, an APU alum. And Alicia, would you mind introducing yourself and including your profession? Absolutely, Maddie. Um, you already covered my name. My name is Alicia Vesey. I am uh, the athletic trainer at Maranatha High School. I uh, already gave away my profession by saying that I'm an, I'm an athletic trainer. Um, I also teach kinesiology here at Maranatha. Um, I went to, I got my degree at Azusa Pacific University where you are currently attending. I fully support this life decision. <laughs> um, and I have been an athletic trainer for, um, this is my ninth year as an athletic trainer. So I graduated from APU in 2012. So fun. Okay, so to become an athletic trainer, what degree or degrees did you have to get? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, when I was in school, this is going to make me sound so old, um, athletic training was primarily still an undergraduate degree. So I have my bachelor's of arts in athletic training from APU. Um, primarily now it's an entry level degree, meaning you'll get your bachelor's in a related field and then you'll get your master's in athletic training. Um, but, but I, um, chose to, uh, to just take my, um, my board exam after college, um, and not continue on to get my master's because I knew what field I wanted to work in. I kind of knew which direction I wanted to go with athletic training and um, didn't want to pursue a higher degree at the time. So with your bachelor's degree, are there uh, like certain qualifications or like credentials that you have to have with the degree? Yes. So to be an athletic trainer, you have to take a board exam, just like you would have to, um, if you were a doctor, a psychologist, other healthcare professions. Um, so, um, you can't take that exam until you, um, have completed or in the last month of completing your, uh, degree. So I, most of my classmates, if I remember correctly, took we all took our board exam the last month of our senior year in college, which was super cool because we all found out that we had passed like two days before graduation. Um, yeah. So, so on top of having a degree, you do have to have a um, board exam and that's how they regulate the knowledge that everyone has. It's kind of a national baseline for saying, if you were a certified athletic trainer, this is the information that you um, that you know, and these are the skills that you are well-versed in and that you are competent in. So it just gives, puts everyone on an even playing field in terms of what they know. Very cool. So would you, if you were like a physical, if you wanted to go into like physical therapy, would you take the same exam? No, they have separate exams for that. Got it. Okay. So before COVID hit, um, what does a typical day as an athletic trainer look like? And how has it changed since like COVID has come around? Oh boy, <laughs> COVID has done a number on a lot of things, but we'll get there. So uh, last year, we'll use that as an example. 
um, I would come to work at, depending on uh, what time my class was because we have a rotating schedule. I would come in time to teach. Um, I would teach class. And then there were two periods where uh, students had uh, weightlifting and injured students who had weightlifting would come in to do rehab during those two periods. I also would do uh, a lot of rehab and stuff at lunch. My office is always was always open at lunch for athletes to come in, to get ready to go to games, to go to practice. We don't have an athletic period here. So practices start 15 minutes after the end of the school day, which leaves not a lot of time to get everyone ready to go to practice or to you know do injury evaluation or anything like that. So a normal day would look like some teaching, some rehab, um, a few meetings here and there as necessary. A few, you know, phone calls with doctors, physical therapists, parents, just kind of keeping track of how everyone's doing, what's going on in terms of injuries and recovery. Um, then after school, it looks like coverage for whatever games and or practices we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a pretty small campus, as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it gets challenging sometimes with one of me and multiple locations of games. So I stay for I stay on campus for home games. And then once home games on campus are over, then I go to our home but off-campus games. Got it. So that was before COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, so we've been online since March as you also well know. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, teaching looks like teaching online for right now. Um, we were we did three weeks of outdoor conditioning this summer, um, but then you know numbers went back up and the city or the city we're in you know didn't allow that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're starting outdoor conditioning again on October fifth. So for right now, life looks like a lot of meetings online. Everything's online. I'm allowed to be on campus in my office, which is nice. Um, So I can work in my office um, because, you know, it's just me in here. Um, So starting October 5th, I will teach classes during the day. Um, Then things are pretty much the same in terms of practice coverage and rehab, um, except setup looks a little different. My We had to rearrange my office to meet uh, physical distancing standards. Mm. And the biggest change with COVID, um, we do not have a school nurse on campus. So I am the only healthcare provider on campus. Um, and therefore I have been put in charge of all of our COVID protocols. So not only am I responsible for handling how we run things for athletics, but I'm responsible for um, all the protocols and policies once we return to campus as a school. Um, So most of my time this summer and up till now has been spent uh, working with the city of Pasadena's health department, talking to other people, talking to other schools, just trying to figure out how we're going to do this safely for the, with the campus that we have and the amount of students that we have. So some could Um, say you're like a COVID coordinator, right? Some could say that, although that is one of my least favorite titles. <laughs> um, but yes, the, I have been called the COVID coordinator, the pontiff of pandemics, <laughs> the uh, 
there's just a lot of things. People get very creative with their COVID titles. I remind them that I prefer the title athletic trainer. Uh, so that's been the biggest change. Um, so it'll be nice to to have athletes back on campus and feel like athletic training is a little bit normal once again. For sure. Um, I, I have never, I mean, just like you guys have never, you know, been out of school or been out of sports for this long. I have never not dealt with athletes for this long in my career. And it's very different to have someone explain something over Zoom or FaceTime mm-hmm. versus an in-person, you know, evaluation and rehab. For sure. So, okay, actually going into that. So I know you've been at Maranatha for about three years now. Like this is your third year, right? Like yes. teaching and stuff. So what other work as an athletic trainer have you done? Like, have you been to other schools or... Um, like what other kind of stuff yes great so after i graduated in 2012 i um, got hired by a physical therapy clinic so i worked at the physical therapy clinic um, in the mornings and helped patients with rehab exercises did laundry just kind of did whatever whatever needed to be done around the clinic mm-hmm. um, and then and then the clinic contracted me to a public high school mm-hmm. and then I was that school's athletic trainer so I did that for six years before coming here to Maranatha oh very cool so I got to see you know our the clinic was primarily uh, older patients um, so it gave me a good spectrum you know I as an athletic trainer in the setting I'm in I'm very used to high school students and sports related injuries. So it was a great experience and exposure to see, you know, elderly people who had hip replacements or knee replacements or back surgeries. Um, So it gave me a really good base as an athletic trainer in rehab. Mm -hmm. Um, I also learned over those years that I very much value the sports and outdoors part of being an athletic trainer and I would not do very well if I was inside of a clinic all day long. <laughs> so, so could you could you tell me something that maybe many people may not know about the field of kinesiology or as an athletic trainer, like what some people may not know about it? Oh, definitely. I think uh, people are learning a lot more about athletic training, mm-hmm. but based on, you know, things parents say to me, uh, I think people often assume that the job is just, they just, you know, have to go off of what they see. So they see me standing at games. They see me out at practice. You know, they may see me, you know, run out if someone gets hurt or tape someone. Um, But what they don't see is the, you know, the hours of administrative work and the documentation of injuries and things like ordering supplies and Mm -hmm. keeping inventory. Um, there's a lot to the profession that that doesn't meet the eye necessarily. Um, and uh, the other disclaimer is that I think um, the number one question that students ask me is if I enjoy when people get hurt. Mm. And I, you know, <laughs> like to remind everyone, I don't I don't ever want someone to get hurt, but I want but I want to be there when they do. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, so I don't want it to happen, but if it's going to happen, I want to be there to be able to take care of it. Yes. So I'm not sure if that really answered your question. No, but... that, that makes total sense. Okay. And then one more question for you. Um, what advice would you give someone uh, 
who is trying to pursue athletic training? Oh man, so many things. <laughs> um, you really, I, I would encourage someone to, you know, make sure that you love it. Put yourself in settings where you can be exposed to it um, because it is a, it is a great career. It's a great field, um, but you do have to love it to put in the hours that it requires. Mm. Um, I would also say, you know, build relationships, ask people questions, get to know people who are in the field and build those relationships because that network will serve you very well throughout the process. Um, always be willing to learn, always ask questions. And, and then I think a big takeaway for any type of helping profession, um, you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. Mm. So kind of learning what it looks like to, you know, care for others um, out of out of the care you have given yourself. Um, especially if you look at it, you know, I always look at it from a, a faith perspective. You yeah. know, so if I'm if I'm not spending time with the Lord and you know being filled, I can't pour into others as much. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, getting on a call with me. I really appreciate it. And I hope that the people who actually end up listening to this have learned something about athletic training. I hope so, too. Um, Thanks for listening to me ramble about a job that I really do love. (laughs) Um, And you know, as always, sorry, I'm going to make this part of your podcast, but you always know that I'm here if you have questions. Thank you. Outside of this. Oh, I'm going to call you like as soon as I hang up from this. So, (laughs) okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Alicia. You're welcome, Maddie. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.